Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. ideas. I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair Tromley Virgil. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, you know what, Andy? You're like you're like gravy. This is a, this is a compliment I gave to my girlfriend yesterday. <laughs> yeah, okay. I said, I said, you're like gravy. She said, why? Because you're good with everything. Oh, see, that's nice. Yeah, I think it's nice to be nice to your yeah. partner. No, although, like, n- not sweet things. No, no, no. Right. You can only use savory stuff. Yeah, not not like so. Probably not good with the most enjoyable things in life. But like you know, all the sort of the mediocre stuff that you've got to just get through. Oh, see, I thought to get were, to the good bit at the end. So I thought that you were talking about. I thought you were talking about um, compliments. Or you know, it's good. I said it was good to compliment your, your your girlfriend, your partner, and you were like, well. Not sweet things, and I go, yeah, yeah. I guess that is a bit sickening, but um, but you're saying that gravy doesn't. Go I mean, with your sweet your things. your one works better as well, I suppose. But um, yeah, no, gravy doesn't doesn't. You, you, there's no there's no gravy for desserts. I guess chocolate syrup is sort chocolate of syrup. Is the gravy of, yeah. uh, of the dessert caramel, world. Caramel, hot sticky date, yeah. caramel fudge. Yeah, caramel. You know how Americans say caramel? Do they really? Well, some do. Wow. I mean, it's a big What country. ones with like speech impediments or something? Who, uh, I guess you could consider accents. Or misread a word or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You consider accents to be a speech impediment? I think to a certain extent it's like a, you know, it's a learned speech impediment that is socially acceptable. Did I, have I, have I discussed my theory on the, on the podcast before about accents? When I was a kid, mm-hmm. I decided, I came up with the theory that people had different accents in different countries because there was different air pressure. Right. Yeah, that was that was my explanation. Uh, I don't know. What... So, but then, so so wouldn't people get different accents from like people who live at the base <laughs> of a mountain and people who live at the top yes. of a mountain? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, I, I, it, it's it seemed superficially such a good theory to me yeah. that I didn't really need to go into it any further. And and is it something that happens like instantly? Like like let's say you. Well, it doesn't explain why an American person coming to Australia would have an American accent. Yeah, yeah. Unless. Somehow they sustain a certain amount of pressure in their lungs, mm. and it takes that a lot. You know, maybe the body adapts to pressure, and it and it it kind of firms up around the uh, firms up. You know, firms up around. You firms know, when, up around the as you get as you get <laughs> into a lower pressure area. Maybe like the throat, kind of the muscles kind of firm up. You can't really relax those muscles because they need to recreate the the air pressure. And that's why over time, as your muscles relax, you can adopt the accent of another that's country. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the theory is actually coming back now with this bit of extra information. Well, I mean, it's I'm, still... I'm going to re-pitch it. It's great how these days any information can become fact. Mm. You know, because first of all, it's because of people, everybody's misuse of the word fact. So if you just loosen the meaning of fact, I mean, it can, it can mean... See, that. that's great. Yeah. Either we have, like, a problem with, uh, you know, people not respecting facts. Yeah. Or we just have a... A problem with the definition of the word fact. Yeah, exactly. Right? And would it be what's easier, right? To convince everyone who believes a wrong thing to believe the right thing, or to just talk to the dictionary people. Just loosen up the definition of fact. Yeah. Uh, sometimes. And then be like, you know, fact, uh, noun, a thing that is ob- observably and demonstrably true, or something else. See, it's not that hard. All you've got to do is just add the words or something else. Yeah. To the dictionary. You could just send everyone out. They can just send they don't even have to reissue a new dictionary. They just send out a little sticker to everyone that you just, like like when you update your address I on mean, your driver's I license. Mean, they could just put that at the, on the cover of the dictionary. And they say say that for every meaning. Dictionary uh containing the definitions of words or something else. Or something else. <laughs> Please think that or something else is at the end of each definition. Because, you know, language is fluid. 
But yeah, I mean, the, the, but the whole dictionary is an all something else, right? It's it, mm. either either this is the actual definitions of words, or it's something it, it it's something else. It could be a recipe book, could just be a a, a bunch of speculation could from be, us here at the Oxford University Press. Could be a, the paragraph on the back of a shampoo bottle. Exactly. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We we wouldn't presume to know. We who would, are we? Who are we to <laughs> define what something what, is? What words are? Yeah, and what they mean. Is that a sketch? I look, I like, I like the idea of insecure di- dictionary people. Yeah, but also, I guess you know, like how they talk about um, sort of activist Supreme Court judges. Mm. I think the idea of activist dictionary writers, lexicographers, lexicographers. <laughs> I think it would be good to have one of those people around. Okay, like, okay, let's like f- focus on the sketch idea. Okay, mm. so is it? That it is something else, like like like, is it basically exactly what we said, or is there some variation of this? What do you think? Um, well, well, I, I I was interested what what you were talking about, like the act- activists. I think we can pursue what you were saying, mm. Alistair. The activist lexicographers, the people who who are open to a more radical interpretation of different words. Yeah, right. Even if it would fundamentally shift the nature of our. In democracy or whatever it is. I mean, it's like, you know, everything is all constantly in motion. You know, mm. words are constantly changing. I mean, mm. especially it's always having it at a faster rate because com- there's more mm. conversation mm. and more, you know, over, over larger period, you know, over larger areas and things like that. There's more intermingling of mm. dialects mm. and things like that. Um, and also, I mean, you know, um, the, the idea of printing out these dictionaries and setting down in, you know, ink and paper what the definition of words is, is, is actually inaccurate. Right, like really, mm. because things are changing constantly. Yeah, it would be more accurate if we not only wrote down the current definition, but then also a few speculative definitions for things that we think might mm. take place over over the next couple of years. It, or yeah, you know. and you could do that by just picking the ways in which people often use a word wrong. Yeah, because like they they use a word that is that is different to what the the current current definition technically is mm-hmm. and so by seeing a few people that use it wrong you mm-hmm. go well there's actually a chance that word language is kind of moving Going in that, that direction mm. like uh like you know sort of like like literally mm-hmm. right when people you know people love to have a big a big whinge about how people use <sighs> literally in a different way right you go well you know what it's it because- literally shits me to tears that that the way that people use literally mm. or CC. Oh, I don't know. One yeah. or the other. I was like, but I I'm like, well look, it's cause literally also just means now not literally. Yeah. But, like <laughs> but just in, in a very exaggerated amount, right? And I'm sorry that that's stupid. Yeah. And that, that that's ridiculous. But that's probably also why people say it, because it's on purpose, dumb and funny. Yeah, it's so extreme. Yeah. Right? And that's the whole point of using metaphorical language or stuff like that. Mm. You know, it's to just to make things a little bit exciting for ourselves. I mean, they keep using the word infinity. You know, it's like, oh, I drank infinity beer. <laughs> he didn't. You couldn't do that. Well, it's like, yeah, that's why he's saying it. So, what are we going to do? We're going to change the definition of infinity in the dictionary to be an uncountable number or four or more. In the context of beers. An amount that makes you pretty dizzy indeed. Oh, yes. You would not believe that Johnny had this many beers last night. Is Now what... Uh... Well, I mean, you know, but also, if we... if we, uh, this, this could fit with the current definition of infinity. If yeah. the current defini- definition of infinity is an uncountable number, yeah. right? Then certainly in the context of beers, right, it's very difficult to count your beers past about, I'm going to say, 12 Sure. Right. So it is an uncountable number of beers. Yeah. 13, 14, 15. It is beyond the whatever mental, comes after the, that. The mental capacity of the of the the counter. Exactly. Yeah. Infinity is contextual. Absolutely. And so within this, uh we have this lexographer, lexicographer. Mm-hmm. Lexicog? Lexicog. Yeah, great. Lexicographer. Um who who you know, I guess it's just speaking to camera. He's talking about different things and how oh, he... I'm, visually, I'm loving this sketch, yeah. Alistair. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's some B-roll of him opening and closing a dictionary. Yeah, okay, good. You know? <laughs> I mean, we got to fill in the thumbing the spine. Yeah, uh, we got to fill in some some, some some time while he talks. Yep. Um, <laughs> and is is that sorry? <laughs> but like, 
when 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 you, whenever you're talking, Alistair, I think my mind does have some B-roll that it sort of plays. Like it will it will flick over to like following some train of thought or imagining something. Yeah. I think I think B-roll is a thing that we sort of implement ourselves in our day-to-day sure. lives because I mean, I do have to fill in some time while you're talking. My son, anytime I'm reading him a book, he just opens another book. <laughs> he can't even focus. Says he's got two tabs going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's uh, that's like it's the the audio version of B-roll. I guess is like music or sound effects or something like mm. that. But the idea of you're listening to a podcast and then. You know, you just start playing another little bit of a podcast just quietly in the background as well, just to give it a bit of texture. Yeah, it look, it's, cra- it's, it's crazy and it can't be done. You can't ha- hear words and words. No. You can't focus on either. No, you really can't. But yesterday I did. I was playing a podcast in my car and when I turned it on, there was like this real nice song playing. It was a wordless song on oh, the radio. While I had a good. podcast, I put the podcast on speaker and then I put it in between my legs. That's how I listen to podcasts right yeah. now. Yeah, straight up the Str- straight up the cloaca, up the perineum. Yeah, <laughs> I find the vibrations of my per. I find the I take in the information through my perineum a lot more. Oh, see, that's great. Yeah, if only you could do that. The perineum is really an underutilized part of the body, and if we could find some way, well, science <laughs> science hasn't figured out what the perineum does. <laughs> But are there a lot of nerves and stuff that go through there? I keep picturing, right, like that the perineum, right, is just, it's just one of those, it's one of those, uh, like, you know, in like a building. It's a cable tray. Yeah, it's I a cable tray. I think you told tray. me this. Yeah. Your theory that the perineum is, a ca- is the body's cable tray. It's the cable tray. There's so much cable just going in there. There's pipes and there's, <laughs> and there's like nerves. And it's just like, you just, if you could just grab a handful of it, you mm. would just feel, all, it would be, it would, it'd feel like a, like a handful of like firm cooked spaghetti. Because <laughs> of all the. Just all the wires, all the that essential are in there. services. So, but okay, so in a in a in a heist movie, right? Whenever the Ocean's Eleven or whatever break into a, I'm I'm thinking specifically actually of Die Hard Two when those um, guys take over the airport, yep. and they dig up a collection of cables and they like hook into those cables and they take control of all the <laughs> aircraft landing stuff. I feel like that you could do that with the perineum. If we, if we, you, you know, you just get a team of hackers and they dig up the perineum, right? And they put a few little multimeters and sensors on some of the different nerves and cables. Just, and then a guy comes along with a little chip and he inserts it into a thing and they clip it on there. And then they've got control of your entire body. Yeah, I like that they just, they, they just put a couple of alligator clips on your yeah. perineum. <laughs> like that person's asleep, I guess. I mean, I don't know why this isn't the spine or the neck. No, or but that's why, that's why it's good. Um, yeah, I think that that's definitely, that's definitely good. I think what also is when you're talking about, I think like uh, we were talking about maybe the idea that you take in information through the perineum. That is totally something that you could sell to people. Absolutely. That you go, the secrets of the perineum. Unlocked. The secrets of the per. just the word perineum. If you didn't know what it was, it sounds like it could be like a, a Himalayan secret society or something yeah. like that. Like you, you, you expect yeah. something called the perineum to have a few secrets. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, and or a place where there's like, you know, it's like a spring water comes out of. Like, yeah, and, it comes gushing and, out. Yeah, and you bathe in that water. Yeah, there, and the and waters of the perineum. Because <laughs> because there's Perrier water, which is the that like you know the French uh, mineral mm. water, perineum water. Yeah, <laughs> you, you could sell that. Yeah. So look, I think this is. Um, well, what I mean, is what is it? There's okay. so much going on here. Well, okay, one of them is is taking advantage of the loose the loose facts of the world right now where people are willing to take in let's say an alternative medicine idea mm. um you know almost almost too willingly. Mm. Right? And so well, also we are run and we're running out of those ideas, right? We're running out of parts of the body to exploit. We're running out of bullshit. Yeah. Aroma hypno much like Hollywood is running out of, you know, comic books to kind of use. They've exactly. got to find other areas. They've the alternative medicine people have they've they've mined a lot of Chinese mm. history. They've sort of they've mined a lot of South American grains and, and also a lot of uh, uh, um, alternative medicine has been around so long it's becoming established. You know, exactly. People no longer see it as an alternative. No. But you know what's really alternative? The perineum. The, the perineum. No one's going there. The secrets of the perineum unlocked. <laughs> 
And it's just a key sort of approaching a perineum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's great. I, don't I reckon a cold key up against your perineum would actually be quite nice. I, it would have an effect. Oh, cold. I have no doubt. Cold, almost cold anything no, up but against like, your no, perineum. But, but even this, like, think about this, okay? You're, <laughs> the thing you're, is, to you're, get to the perineum, you've really got to, like, Spread your I legs. You're gonna course. be on your back. I know, but I people who go to this kind of stuff, they like you know. But imagine this. Like, like this is this sounds so it, like like something somebody would say to you. Go, yeah. I just went. Uh, I just went to my uh, my naturalist. He uh, to to get a cold keying of my perineum. <laughs> it sounds like something that would get done. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like the cold. It sound feel the cold almost feels like it's sapping energy out of you, mm-hmm. or it's soothing and. Well, anyway, my my hot perineum. Do you think there's any chance at all that the listeners don't know what a perineum is? Like a gooch, a uh, what's is a gooch? Yeah, I think of the gooch. It's 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 sort of just the region behind, between genitals the, and assholes. Your, yeah, your genit exactly. Yeah. So this is to if there's any like sort of I that's guess, your genitals and your assholes, not your genitals and someone else's asshole. Because that, that region could th- be that's right, but almost but, undefined. But that region should have a name. <laughs> um, I call it the danger zone. <laughs> it's getting shorter, baby. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, I don't, oh, yeah. All right. Um. But uh, look, if we could just—is there like a, a a twist on perineum? The uh, I just I want to say hoblinium. What, what, oh, th- this is the the distance between between your genitals and somebody else's asshole. <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of too. It's it's it's. Well, peri peri is also is, is peri- perimeter, which is sort of around. So it would ha- it would have to be like the ectoneum or something like that. There you go. Outside, it's the, it's the ectoneum. Mm. Yeah, although yeah. I don't know if peri. Perimeter. It must be something. Yeah, like the. It must. That word must be something to do with the distance. Tell between you what, he had such a hot perineum. Mm. I would actually call it a peri perineum. <laughs> spicy. Um, I mean, could that could that be a thing that happens after you've eaten a lot of spicy food? You just have such a messy shit that you turn oh. your perineum into a peri perineum. I think. Look, I think that that, that I could wiped. Be a con- I wiped in the wrong direction. I wiped a bit too far. You got to wipe away from the perineum. Mm. Um, but I think, I think that you that that could just be a condition that somebody makes up that people now have to feel like they need to get treated for. You know, like. Like you know, people like you know, like like people are say, oh, you're eating too many acidic foods and not enough uh, alkaline foods or whatever. All that alkaline water shit. You know, you seen, you heard any of this alkaline water shit? No, that's bullshit, right? I don't know. It feels like it's the most bullshit. Alkaline water. That's a that's a big thing in L.A. and things like that. And and I know people who've gone to naturalists. We're drinking and like, the wrong kind of water. You're eating foods that are like, oh, look, a tomatoes. Those are too acidic. And oh. lemons, those are those are obviously very alkaline. Lemons are also acidic, though, aren't they? Yeah, well, they've got a lot of acid in them, but they're <laughs> alkaline, apparently. <laughs> what? I don't know, Andy. Oh, I th- man. I, th- I, think, I think citric acid is a pretty low in terms of its, its, it's acidity. acidity. Right. This is just going going to the science. I don't understand it. There's a chance that this might all be real, because who who the fuck knows at this point? There's there's Yes, there's experts, but there's for every expert, there's a counter-expert who knows yeah. the... What we really need is an expert on experts, somebody who can tell you which experts are good and which ex- experts are... Bullshit. Thank you, yeah. Alistair. I think experts, experts is a, is a yeah? sketch idea. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you okay, start so, talking so, while so, I write well, down... Okay, so what that would be, right? You know, at the moment, you might go to a, a doctor or a naturopath, right? And you go along and they'll write you a prescription for either dihexaminopazaman or they will say, oh, well, why don't you inhale some... Um, essence of patchouli oil, right? Uh, and how do you know which one of those you should trust? Well, that's when you go to an expert expert who will prescribe you a course of different experts to go and consult in order to get your what have you. Yeah, there's, there's an element in which like a, a GP is almost that. Or yeah, sometimes you go to a, see, a, see a general practitioner and they're like, All right, you're going to have to see a specialist. Go, Why did I come here? Yeah. yeah. You're just an expert expert. Yeah, um, but I, is it is there something is no. it is there something in that in particular like 
Yeah, these are the experts that you're going to need. But, well, but, but just, just the idea of going to a doctor and being told you're going to need to see a specialist. Well, actually, I do want to touch on the expert-expert idea. Sure, sure. Um, but let's remember the GP thing. But there's, um, let's say there's, so the expert-expert, I think there's like, there's more depth to it, to being an expert-expert. Mm. Because there could just be like, well, I follow the scientific method and therefore mm. uh, these people are the people who do that. And so mm. therefore, but, but like climate science, right, is, is important, uh, is, is, or, you know, is uh, the right information. Yes. If what you want to do is save the planet. Right. 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 Sure. So, but um, if you if you're if you're trying to uh, let's say grow a huge base of you know of uh, of dissident people who mm. who disaffected with politics, yeah, who are disaffected with politics, and you're trying to grow, let's say, a, you know, a new party or something mm. like that. Uh, climate science, uh, climate skepticism, that mm. that's that sort of pseudoscience. <laughs> that is the right information for you because you're trying yeah. to. Pick people off from the from, from the big block of uh, of other parties. People, anyway. So 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 you know, oh, I'm just not explaining this well. No 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 no. You're you're explaining it very well, yeah. Alistair. So there are different you different people have different needs in terms of what is their truth. Yeah, and right? and yeah, and the information for, uh, that that is correct is only correct within a certain context. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> one is reality, and yeah. one is a sort of a very vicious, cynical, and self-centered <laughs> approach to manipulating reality to achieve your own personal ends. Absolutely. It's yeah. a sort of, it's a, it's a rhetorical truth, mm, mm. you know? A sort of a deluded, uh, mm. narcissistic... You see, oh, a lot of people think that it's a, you know that, that being an expert of experts is actually very easy, but uh, it's a very difficult uh, thing. You know, mm. it's a, it's not just looking up on uh, on Google, you know, to, to see which experts have the best reviews. Which field of knowledge is actual factual? Yeah, it's no, it's much more than that. You know, a lot of people they don't even they don't even want reality facts, and you got to give the customers what they want. This expert expert sounds like a fuckhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, well, but they, he's been I in mean, the biz for so long. You but know? they're they're like a um, they're really like a you know an air traffic controller f- on on in in for reality. Yeah. They're directing people down which path of of of, of reality you want to go, right? You know, and the yeah. and the scientific method is just one possible path. Well, that's right, and and let's say so. The sketch could be it's a it's a new young gun expert expert who's trying to kind of get onto the, on onto on, onto the scene onto the scene, right? And and his whole thing is just like like I know I'm gonna I'm gonna push people into you know use like the the best experts are these guys who follow you know uh, this strict method of knowledge understanding mm. and all this kind of stuff. And then this guy's like been in the in the biz for thirty five mm. years, and he's like. Kid, you're not you're not gonna kid, get you're kid. not gonna get you're not gonna get very far in this industry by just giving people you know that kind of stuff. They can get that from just finding you know top five lists online, you know mm-hmm. of, the, of the best experts online. Um, you know, going into academia and all that kind of stuff. People who are highly revered. Well, that's, <laughs> that's not the kind of info people are looking for. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Maybe it is. And if and if it is. I know some experts that uh, that could recommend some good experts. Alistair, I think that's a sketch. Expert, yeah. expert, come along. Directly down the path of uh, whichever set of experts is appropriate for your particular level of delusion. Is it is it worth going back to the GP idea yep. and your specialists, mm-hmm. right? Because, I mean... They are also a bit like an air traffic controller, right? They're t- telling you which runway you're supposed to go and land mm. your... Plane of illness on, yeah. So, but is there like a a twist on that? Like, I mean, obvi- obviously, it feels annoying when you go to the GP and they tell you you should go to the specialist. You're yeah. like, well, why did I have to come to you? If you're just going to tell me to go somewhere else, well, and the fact is, you probably didn't know where to go. And also, the specialists don't want patients just showing up, being like, oh, I have a hiatus hernia. I can tell, and that's why I've come to you. <laughs> Is a hiatus hernia the one that you push in and, then, so, it, and yeah. then it hurts on the way out? Oh, maybe. Yeah. It's, it's when you get like a, a, there's some internal rupture and you've got stuff and you could have a bulge and stuff like that, I think. Does that sound too scientific? No, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, so, 
how how is this a sketch? This one, like, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's somebody getting annoyed with a doctor. Yes, yes, Alistair, that's what it is. Somebody getting annoyed with a doctor uh, because they they why did I have to come here in the first place? I've got no ideas for how that's comedy. Yeah, though. I don't know yet. It but... just feels like the place you would put comedy. If you if say you, say you come into your house right Wait. and you've got some hot comedy in your hands, oh, I okay. I don't know yeah. why why you got hot comedy in your hands when you're just coming into the house, right? You got the hot comedy there and you're looking for somewhere to put it down. Is it like burning your skin? It's burning it... your skin, Alistair. <laughs> yes, it's it's leaking. It's okay. burning. There's sure. bubbling flesh. So it's leaking. Right? So it's like melting. Yeah. So it's, so yeah. It's, it's eating re- through the container that it's in. Okay, right? right. And you're like, I've got, to, I've got to put down this hot comedy somewhere. Yeah. You're looking around, mm-hmm. okay? Maybe oh, the sink. Oh, there's a child's funeral over there. Oh, Can't put it no, down there. Oh, no, don't put it at the child's funeral. Whoa. Oh, oh. There's, a, there's, a, there's a particularly dubious area of political progress. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if that's stable enough for me to put the comedy down on. This is in your house. Yeah, this is in my. This is just in the foyer, right? Oh and you're God. running through the rooms. You're like, oh, there's my personal relationships with the people I love. Oh no, better don't, not. Don't drop oh, them on whoa. That. And then you're like, oh, a, a, a person going to see a doctor and being referred to a specialist, right? And that's the equivalent of a bloody, you know, a sideboard mm. or a coffee table. That's, yeah. You know, and you you can you can put it down on that. Have you have you? <laughs> Have you ever seen this? For some reason, this is a line that's come into my head. Where we're one a, a doctor sort of goes in a sketch or something like that. They go, "I'm sorry, but you have uh, type two diabetes," and the person goes, "Oh yeah, well you've got cancer." <laughs> <laughs> no, like, but like, I mean that's like takes it as like a personal. Yeah, it's like an insult, and but attacks them back with another. Yeah, well, diagnosis. You've, you've, so do you. Yeah. You've, you've got it. Too, but worse. Yuck! Yeah, you're yeah, gonna lose a, you're gonna lose a limb. <laughs> I mean, I I think that I think that's good. That's yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Well, sir, that, please be mature. I'm gonna have to write you out a prescription for a course of uh, insulin boosters that you're gonna have to inject twice a day. Well, I'm gonna write you a prescription for twelve insulin boosters. You gotta do seven times a day. It's a, it's the it's a person who's always taking. He's always in heckler takedown mode. Yeah. <laughs> Every every interaction is like an aggressive back and forth where it's like I gotta get I gotta try and get a laugh at this by being yeah. really mean. Really mean. He gets he gets an X ray. Um, <laughs> they they do an X ray of his like his chest or something like that. And there's like okay, well there's growths on your seventh and eighth rib, and we think that that could be indicative of some kind of you know um, lymphatic tumor. And he's like. <laughs> Oh yeah, well then he's like draws a little picture of <laughs> in a notebook and like oh, I've got an X-ray of your mum mum's ass and there's my it's really big. I'll tell you what the uh, the the ectoneum between me and her got real short, real short. Oh my god, it's negative. It's negative. <laughs> <laughs> um. Look, I don't know if that... I, is think, that, I think that's yeah? absolutely a, okay. a, a sketch. Yeah, it's, that's much better than my bullshit getting a referral from Well, I mean, to be honest, you were just running with one of my ideas. Um, what about the... Uh, but but just to go back to it for one second, yeah. right? The, I mean, obviously it's frustrating to get a referral to a specialist from a GP. <laughs> but what if you uh, it, what would be more frustrating Alistair yeah would be if you got a referral from a gp to just go and see a different gp <laughs> or if you got a referral from a gp to come and see them again <laughs> you know like at least with a specialist you go you're making progress yeah. you're moving up the chain mm. but if they're just passing you along oh man then you'd feel you'd feel manhandled yeah like I can't help but feel that this is some kind of cynical money-making exercise. It's it's like being stuck in that that phone loop in a like a company phone mm. system where they're like they're just passing you from one department to another. Yeah. But do you think every time like do you think they could do that like in the hospital they they just like is this like a sixty minutes? Uh, it's like a sixty minutes kind of expose uh, expose on people who you know, like on doctors who found a way of of sort of taking. Uh, like uh, not taking advantage of Medicare, but something something to that mm. extent. I don't know what the exploiting w- exploiting Medicare and uh, and then, rorting. And this is how they're doing: is that they're just they keep referring people, but not to specialists, but to other 
general practitioners. Yeah. And then there's just people who've been in the loop for like 30 days. Yeah. And then well, they sort of... Several broke, years just several, going yeah. back and forth between different GPs just surviving on the um, the lollipops <laughs> that they have in the, in the foyer. Yeah. Just like a... A little box of like you know, and they just had to put in coins, maybe like you know, it's like it's, you know they have a, yeah. it's like a charity one, but yeah. you, sometimes it's twenty cents and you can get two or something like that. So they're getting more, they're getting money out of that as well. Absolutely, <laughs> and and yeah, they're just for fiber. They're just eating tongue depressors. I guess look as a great, it's like, and not only have they locked people into this system for the last uh, three years, but. But also, they've been getting at least sixty cents out of them every day. <laughs> every time they go to that thing, go to that thing to get a couple of sugar lollies. Um, Is that a thing? That's enough to be a sketch. It's probably a bit weak. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, right. Don't even, don't even bloody worry about it. You are. What about like you know bungee jumping? There's something in that, right? Bungee jumping. Uh, so I yeah, mean, look, well, I mean, it, you know, in, the, it's it's quite a, like a. If 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 we assume mm. that the Earth loves killing people on impact, yeah, right, it's quite which 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 we must assume that it does because it does it a lot. That like this is teasing the. It's Earth? very much teasing the Earth, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh no, you didn't get me. Do you think it's giving? Do you think it would explain why the Earth is a blue ball? Because it's <laughs> <laughs> it's really. Oh wow! And, and and it's actually what has led to this, the sustenance of life, uh, because every time you tease the earth by by making it think that it's going to get to kill somebody, it excretes a little bit of water, and then <laughs> and that's why the earth is covered in oceans and why life on Earth has been able to survive. It's from bungee jumping. It's through bungee jumping that is is actually what sustains the world. Oh, but I mean, but also like imagine the earth must get pretty hot for when there's a a giant meteorite coming down. And then when it just misses Earth. Oh, yeah. Oh. I bet you it would squirt out quite a bit of liquid. Yeah. yeah. That's why they say that we got the water on the planet came from comets. <laughs> but but it's the comets that didn't hit. It's the comets that didn't hit, exactly. Yeah. So the, I, mean, I guess a lot of the time when, when, a, when a comet does hit, it brings up a lot of Earth and ash and different things mm. like that. And then that kind of starts covering the water. Yeah, but also the water, I imagine, is ejected into uh, outer space. Oh, yeah. There'd be, I mm. guess there would be a spray. Would yeah. there, do you think there would be a spray? Yeah, it's about, it would be vaporized, probably, you know, shoot off, you know. Probably shoot off. Probably or... shoot off in a bloody orbit or, you know, the Oort cloud or something. Oh, but, yeah, there would have to be a, quite an impact for some of the Earth, uh, for some of the water to reach escape velocity and sustain it until mm. it's completely out of the orbit. Yeah, you're telling does, me, Al. Does that happen? I don't know. Andy. I don't know how. I, don't know, I mean, it's just a molecule. It feels like it would be impossible to give a molecule of water enough velocity, like a, a vape, a, a, an H two O molecule. Molecule. You think you think it's not aerodynamic enough? I just don't. I think it's. I think it's so um, small. That's true. If it was like a single molecule, it's like you know, you throwing a. It's hard to throw a small rock. Yeah. Further than you would throw a big rock. And a, in a way, a molecule is the smallest rock you can have. Oh, I guess It'd be hard to even pick it up. Sure, but often they're they're surrounded by other molecules, mm. right? And so and they kind of get behind each other, like those like those uh, like, like a peloton. Uh, yeah, like a peloton. <laughs> all those bi- guys on bikes, they just kind of get they, into the slipstream. They c- create a bit of a slipstream for each other, and then also they um, a lot of water kind of uses this very like. Bruce Lee kind of method of of uh, of sort of traveling through the air, and that it's like be like Bruce Lee, and it, it just takes a, a shape of whatever it needs. Is that what he does? Because <laughs> Bruce Lee's philosophy was like be like water. <laughs> so, um, so water is like be like Bruce Lee. Be like Bruce Lee, yeah. and it, and it kind of takes a shape that it needs to kind of like you know go through go through space as as easy as possible. Mm. So it creates that kind of. That aerofoil shape, with it, which is what the, 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 the drop of water takes. To go is, through spaces. To but what through, about to go through space? Al? To go through space. Well, then I guess it would be, it would kind of create like a... a flying e- saucer? Like either a flying saucer or possibly like a... A with, rocket? It, it, eh? A rocket? A giant? Well, I was thinking maybe this... The, the, what's, what's the one that they kept reusing? Elon Musk's big fucking rocket that he's going to use <laughs> to send us all to Mars. Yeah. Man. Yeah. 
Um, well, that was a lot of talking, Alistair. Andy, wait, wait, wait. We got, we got. I think the bungee thing was something. The bungee. Okay, great. Teasing the Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I mean, the foundational premise of that—that that the Earth is sexually aroused by the idea of people dying on impact. Yeah. <laughs> I guess once you've accepted that, I think it. I think that's good. To be like, I would accept uh, that in a TV show. I think the idea of the Earth being a big blue ball. It's yeah, very funny. A big Alistair. blue ball, yeah. <laughs> a blue ball in space. Somehow we've look. We've got to five real early, but what do you think? Because I, I, I'd be I'd be willing to go for you know one or two more. All right. Well, what if I tell you this premise? Okay. Right? And then you might that might change your mind. I'm I'm into it. All right, Al. Uh, pants. Okay. Right. I love in it the so olden far. days, yeah, have got. Have you ever got old pants from an op shop or something? Yeah. They got way too many buttons and clasps and clips and stuff around the waistband. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's always like three or four or five different things you've got to clip and buckle and, you know. Yeah. I From a time when, when what? When pants, safety, maybe gravity was stronger or... Or dackings were just a more common experience. Or I guess it could be dackings. Belts were hugely unreliable. I guess a lo- in the olden days, uh, we had people smacking was legal, and people were taking off their belts a lot to smack. <laughs> so people. they needed their <laughs> they needed their pants to have a lot more clasps and buttons and things. Yeah, so that they could beat their children. Do you think that's what it is? So you go to the tailor and he'd say, "Hey, how often do you beat your kids?" It's like one of the, like I think in order for the premise of this sketch to kind of work, I think first you would have to educate people in knowing that pants from from years past. You don't think that's common knowledge? I mean, the the only time I've ever experienced something like that is in the last week. Really? Yeah, where somebody uh, was trying get, getting me to try on a costume that will. Uh, turn into a Charlie Chaplin outfit. Yeah, great. And they had these giant pants, and the the button fly on this thing would have had s- near to twelve buttons. <laughs> <laughs> like it was some. I mean, these were also like these. These were gigantic pants. Yeah, right. But I could not believe like how many buttons I was doing up. That this is when people didn't have entertainment in their lives, <laughs> and they would well, just would. Like, well, how do we fill a day? Buttoning well, exactly. and unbuttoning yeah. our flies. I could just continue. Like I, we don't even have you know information. There's probably not even the printing press yet. <laughs> I mean, at the moment, all we've got is buttons and and, and material. Can mm. we can we fill our day with that? We do something with that. Now, but how would you educate people about? I mean, oh, but that's also your your one with the fly because mm. because I'm not really even necessarily talking about the fly. I'm just talking about the above that, you know, like to to connect the top of the pants together. Where on oh. a pair of jeans, you'd have one button, of course, right? Yeah. And you know, older style pants, they've got at least two buttons and a little clippy metal oh, hook yeah. thing. Well, I guess suit pants kind of come still live a lot in that era. Yeah, a lot of yeah. suit pants, you get have that extra little. Metal hook, the wide hook that you don't see mm. wide hooks in other, in other you things. You don't, no. Although it seems like it could be quite useful. It's 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 a much more stable hook. But do you think that the button fly thing that you're describing is a sort of a, an abstinence sex type thing? The fact that it's such a frustrating and fiddly and long task to undo your pants that it yeah. is enough to d- delay. Uh, any kind of passion, any moment of passion that you mm. find yourself in. Well, I mean, there's look, there's a whole school. I mean, mm. I imagine that the Christians, especially with so much, uh, you know, Christians or any kind of conservative group, mm. uh, with so many, uh, so much kind of evidence coming out these days about abstinence not working. I'm sure that they're looking for a new angle like that, which yes. is more like delayism or kind of something like that, which which distracts and deters by through. Uh, through, I guess, like occupying the brain in such a way that it that it it diffuses sexual thought. Yeah, uh, you know, and I guess complicated pants. They, they, so what they'll do is they'll say um, in this religious group, and they'll say, "Oh no, we don't say you can't have sex. Mm. No, absolutely, we say, we say go for it. Mm. Absolutely, you just absolutely. have a good time. Yes, boys, girls, boys, boys, girls, girls. You just do whatever you want with mm-hmm. whoever you want." All we ask is that before you do that, yeah. you just have to, uh, and then there's just some 
some real boner killing task you got to do in between. <laughs> yeah, that's our th- theory. So like, okay, um, one do like f- they've they've sort of scooped up all the leftovers from the '90s, those 3D puzzles that people. Uh, had invented that they yeah. thought would really take off and definitely didn't. 3D puzzles like 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 a, like a circular globe kind of a thing. Puzzle? Yeah, or like a you know, or you would make let's say like a you know Saint Mary's Cathedral mm. and 3D puzzles. Look, maybe that wasn't a good example. Well, I think I think um, yeah, maybe we could come up with something. I mean, we we talked about complicated um, pants. B- boner killing on the previous episode as well. Did we? Yeah. What was yeah. it again? It's a recurring theme. I know, but what was the sketch again? Uh, it was that we would go to a boner killing club. Sure. It's the opposite of a strip I club. I mean, no, but I think keeping it as simple as these are pants. They're, mm. you know, they're like the new version of of the chastity belt. Yeah, right. You know, but they don't we're not trying to promote chastity because we no. know that that doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. But what does work? What does work is complicated pants. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's really it's the opposite of the Velcro tearaway pants, isn't mm. it? They're yeah. pants that are way too easy to take off. <laughs> yeah, and this this one has buttons in places where you wouldn't like you know instead of having you know like even at the bottom of your of the leg pan there's mm-hmm. there's like a there's a double knot there's like a couple of clasps. <laughs> At the bottom, down the like, yeah, off to take it off the ankle. Yeah, great. There's been a du- there's a double knot that hasn't been tied in a bow. Mm. Yeah, there's a, yeah. So the whole thing, uh, it's just complicated. Look, yeah, I, I understand the boner killing as a theme. Yeah, but I just I'm also really into products that you can sell to people who don't care about truth all that much. Yeah, great. Yeah, me too. And this is this is it like, certainly opens up new fields for advertising, right? Like not caring about truth, truth in advertising is uh, yeah, is a is, is, is a real real pain in the ass for the uh, for the advertising industry. You know the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission. Yeah, they're obsessed with truth in advertising, right? Well, what about truth in uh, young adult fiction? What about what you know? Why why advertising? Yeah, what is why? advertising? What what, 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 a- what about truth in um, Sunday morning cartoons. What about truth in eulogies? Yeah. What about truth in um, on the back of shampoo bottles? That probably is one that they do have to have oh, truth think, in. You think so? I think I think your products have got to be. Uh, yeah, no, but a- you don't accurately describe. You don't really need to there. repeat. You don't need to repeat. How many? I understand that this is like an old idea, but rinse and repeat. Who's washing their hair more than once? Is that really a thing? Yeah, it that's says like that's rinse like, and repeat. Yeah, I've never done that. Of I didn't not. even know that was a thing. I mean, I've heard the expression "rinse and repeat," but I had no idea what it was connected to. Well, it's a fucking endless loop, isn't it? Yeah. Well, when do we ever stop repeating? Re- re- repeat the rinse and the repeat. Is this is this a joke that people have done? Is well, this an old it, I, it feels like something, but I, you know what? I've never really seen it done in full, but I feel mm. like it would have been done a lot of times. Mm. But I'm maybe, still rinsing and repeating. He's he's still rinsing and repeating off his first bottle of shampoo. His first ever, uh, you know, in a, in a way that is life, isn't it? It's just just we've just managed to stretch out the gap between the repeat, the rinse and the repeat. But really, we're stretch all out the exoneum in... between the rinse <laughs> and the repeat. Um, yeah, complicated pants, Alistair, as a as a method of absty abs, pants. Um, not absty pants, a delay, delay absty pants, um, and uh, yeah. Do you, th- you think that's? Do you think that's all our sketches? I think that's. I think that's good enough. It's good, good soft do, landing do, do you there. Think we're, do, you think we're, do you think we're? Le- we're losing a bit of steam here? That's okay. Well, look. Um, hey, it doesn't matter if we lose a bit of steam on this episode because let me tell you, the boiler is is a bubbling is a bubbling for the hundred sketch episode. Coming up, that this so this is episode ninety nine. Yeah, it's uh, although technically probably like episode one hundred and six or something, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> but that's because those were little short ones. They were short ones, and they were lost episodes. They don't count, right? They don't count. We're not counting those. We're not counting those. This is this is coming up. Next episode is episode one hundred. One hundred. 
100. And we are, we're going to be recording all day. We're going to have 100 sketches. We're going to have guests in. Look, this is... We're going to... Non-stop. <laughs> did, so, I don't know if we... If we haven't explained it... I, there's a chance I already have. But we're going to be... We're, we're attempting to come up with 100 sketch ideas. Yeah. And we think that it could take 10 to 20 hours to do. And so, during the day, we're going to have... Uh, Different guests come and try and keep us awake mm-hmm. and keep us alive and try to inject some new energy into the into the thing. Brains that are still functioning, and yes, things like that. I hope to God. Yeah, and uh, and so have you ever heard us? And like towards the end of the five sketch episode, we, you know, my brain really does shut down. Yeah, Andy's brain. Yeah, so, and and look, mine. I just don't have the best brain in the first place. <laughs> so, uh, but we it, might we might find. Your groove, I reckon. You know, who knows when when you're gonna. Well, that's what I I, I wonder. That's, that's what that's what I think. You know, if, if we're exploring this this process, this part of the process of cre- creativity, uh, you know, I think maybe it's it's good to sort of push us to the edge, break on through. You know, and it's also about pushing pushing listeners to the edge. Would they listen to a ten hour podcast? Wow, exactly. You know? and, and where does their brain go? Where do they start to get good at listening? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that this would be very interesting for you guys as an mm, experiment, mm. you know. And because test I, yourselves, because I've listened to like Todd Glass show and things like that, and that's three hour episodes, and I can I, I can make that. Mm. I can do you gotta that. You got to break it up, obviously. Yeah. You got to neglect your family a bit, maybe a lot. Yeah, <laughs> right. But that's fine. And uh, and so I'm wondering whether uh, somewhere between ten and twenty hours worth of episodes, whether that you know maybe maybe you'll, you'll reach enlightenment. That's what I wonder. Wow. You know. Anyway. If you want to, um, we're, 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 we're pushing people towards, th- by the way, thank you to all the people who have been donating to our Patreon. Oh my I God. can't believe that anybody has. That is amazing. And it's so nice. And, and we're going to say all your names in the hundred. In the hundredth episode. episode. I feel like that's the one you want to have your name. And in. that'll be the, that'll be the, your incentive to keep listening. And maybe they'll say my name. That's at, right. At, at hour 13. If you, man, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for that. And if you guys want to support the show, you can also go to our, uh, you know, to our Patreon at slash, you know, Patreon. Are we going to live stream? Are we going to live tank? stream the next episode? Uh, I guess we could try and live stream. We'll something. Try and live stream it on Facebook or something. Okay, or that's a good idea. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get a thing. Okay, God damn it! All right, so I'll take us through the ideas. What, for today. Have, what have we got from today, Alistair? Well, we have the activist lexographers, lexicographers. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, you know, who? I guess it's a bit of a renegade, and and, and I, for some reason, I picture. I picture a moment where he's yelling at sort of grammar Nazis, yeah, about how you know, like you're wasting your lives. Mm. This is there's no there's no real truth here, yeah, right. I mean, we printed this document, but as soon but, but as soon as we put set this in into paper, this ink onto paper, it it's, was wrong. It's wrong. It was incorrect. It was incorrect when I wrote it down. Mm. But you know, you, you you just want some guide. It's look up the definition of dictionary in the dictionary. That's incorrect. It just says "fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> find your own meaning. It says. Yeah, and uh, and then there's also the uh, the part that he that, that he puts on the, the sorry or something. That's the oh some yeah. or something. Okay, um, then we got the uh, the the secrets of the perineum unlocked, <laughs> which is. Um, <laughs> It's the it's the it's the new acupuncture. It's the new Reiki. Yeah, it's it's actually a, a better way to take in information is to sort of have a mm. speaker. You know, have a, have one headphone obviously in your ear, but have one headphone right up against your perineum. Gaffer tape to your perineum. Perineum like that. Um, you know, I but imagine also, there could be something. It could feel quite nice to get vibrations going up through your body. Yeah, you know? I think if you could. If they could de- create a device that that does vibrations in your kind of ne- nether regions, there's yeah, imagine because <laughs> there's there's those headphones that you can get that are like they go to the bone behind your ear, yeah, and apparently that gives really good sound. It vibrates straight into your ear canal mm. or something like that. I imagine there's something like that somewhere in the perineum that you could get that could vibrate through your whole body. Well, there's all you the wiring with every yeah. There's all the wiring in all there. The you wiring. just tap right in, and and that's another that's a uh, you know the dark side of this perineum stuff is uh, mind control is 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 that hackers can break into you and control your body through yeah. your perineum, and that's what and that's what happens sometimes when like. Let's say, like a senator starts acting erratically, mm. they sort of, I've like, been hacked. They, they lay him down, and then they like, and they they pull down his pants, and they find an alligator clip, a clip to his perineum. He's like, I've been hacked. Yeah, 
I feel like there's a, that's kind of two sketch ideas. In yeah, there, no, that's great. Then there's the experts expert who, who you know who can tailor to your desires of where your belief system is mm. and what you need things for. Yeah. Uh, who can tell you the kind of experts that are the right experts for you? Yeah. You know, are you looking? You know, let's say you know you've got you've got back pain, but you don't necessarily want to be fixed. Yeah. You want to be able to get government. Uh, <laughs> government disability payments and yeah. things like that. So he puts you to the to the right expert for the for the right purpose. You know, mm-hmm. he's not gonna he's not gonna just be some hack that just gives you the people who follow the scientific method that is that is level one. Anyone can do that. Anyone and, can follow a method. Yeah. It's just like a recipe book. <laughs> right? What you want is somebody who's a who's who's a a creative genius. That's right. Who can find a new way mm. of doing it. Yeah, that's right. And I, we can also recommend you experts who can find new directions for your belief systems to go, you know? Yeah, yeah, find, find meaning. Find meaning. Uh, then we got the godless universe. Heckler takedown patient getting a diagnosis. Mm. He's just, he's the Heckler takedown man who just. I think we follow this guy from being on stage, right? Mm. We see him on stage taking somebody down, then we see him in some other context in his life, and then yeah. we see him at the doctor, and then we see him at the specialist, and then we see him on the, on the operating table, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. And then we see people gathered around at farewelling him. Well, you know, and he's, he's taking his last breaths in the bed, and then we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the the priest is reading the last I, rites and that sort of thing, and then we see the yeah his funeral or something like that. I think that's really good. I think that's good. Um, then we got bungee bungee teasing the earth, which is uh, that uh, bungee jumping actually sustains the earth by uh, the earth wants to <laughs> the earth loves the idea of people running into it and dying. And then that's a real turn on for the earth, mm. and so we do bungee as a way of sort of teasing teasing it, and to make it a blue ball, which is where all the oceans have come from. Get it to release some Perrier water. Yeah, um, perineum water <laughs> mm-hmm. from the perineum. Oh, I, I, there's a chance that I'm going to call my next comedy f- festival show um, "Secrets of the Perineum." <laughs> um, and then uh, the complicated pants for boner killing—it's a—it's a delay abstinence kind of thing. Um, yeah. For you know people who don't want to use abstinence because we we know that that doesn't it work. Doesn't work. But you want to put stuff in into pants. You want to yeah. build build things into pants so that while you're heading to having sex, something in there either distracts the mind. Instead of in the same way that let's say like a chair. Held by a lion tamer, those four points on the on, on the Confuse legs of the chair confuses the line. the line. It's too much for the lion to take in, and and it and it no longer feels angry. But it's the same thing, and maybe that's what it will also be in your pants. It's just a chair, <laughs> and I think that would confuse you so much. Maybe there's a series of different zippers as well. You're like, which one is the fly? I don't know. Yeah, and there's one zipper that once you. <laughs> I, don't, I, couldn't, I couldn't figure out where that was going to go. But once you like open it, you can't close it or something like that. So you don't want to take that risk. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, the zipper that comes off, <laughs> you know, or like that doesn't, yeah, that, that goes off the rails. Yeah. Oh. There's nothing more annoying than that. And you can never get them back on. Trick pants. That zipper's done. Yeah. <laughs> They're one-use pants only. Single-use pants. Oh, see, that's a, that's, that's a great way is that if you make them single-use pants... Right, that if you take them off during the day to have sex with somebody, yep. then you, you don't have no pants, pants for the rest of the day, and and so it's that fear. You got to think about the consequences yeah. of your actions. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> sure, people are prepared to have sex. They might have a child. They might contract a disease. Mm. Right, but what if you knew that after the sex you wouldn't have any pants? Yeah. <laughs> now that's a that's a real yeah, that's, that's a real thinker, isn't it? Absolutely. And just before we go, what. What which one of these sketches do you think ants would like? Oh wow! Um, I mean the, uh, I mean I think I think ants would like the idea of bungee jumping, right? As, uh, I think yeah. I think if they were down there on the ground and then somebody came mm. down, because from the point of view of the ants, right, somebody coming towards you like that mm. and then going away is very much for them like bungee jumping, right? Because they could be squished Absolutely, by that person, yeah. but then they're not at the last second. Mm. So relatively speaking, the ants are bungee jumping towards you and then away again. That's true, and I guess that they would. I guess ants also like excitement. 
but I, but at the same time, it, it could also potentially be it's like oh, it's food that you know if this guy dies and this we can pick the meat off this guy's bones, you know. <laughs> And so maybe they they're excreting some liquid, and that's where the water's coming from. Yeah, no. yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of our ant based ideas do wind up with them <laughs> picking the meat off something's bones. Um, but yeah. I mean, what else do ants like? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Would, you know, uh, I guess they like they like scent trails. Mm. Um, they like sort of a lot of stuff with lots of holes in them. Yeah, um, that's true. I guess maybe like they they wouldn't mind the secrets of the perineum because I think maybe there's you know because there's so much kind of pipe work in there yeah. inside the perineum that 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 would maybe re- remind them of the tunnels where they kind of grew up. Well, I mean, ants they've got that huge abdomen, right? Which yeah. is their massive ass bulb. Yeah. Which I think you know to them that could be their perineum, like you know that sort of if we had a perineum. Yeah. And we were crawling around on all four. If if, if we had an, one of those ass bulbs, it would come out from the perineum. Yeah, I presume. Possibly, yeah. I mean, although then your ass would be on the top above where, you. Where is yeah. the um? Where is the ant penis? I don't know if ants even have a penis. Well, they must have one. Come on, <laughs> just one. <laughs> anyway, but they they have an asshole. Yeah, they must have an asshole. But I don't. I don't know where that is. Like, do they have a human asshole? Maybe it's in the thorax. Oh, it could be under their chin. Could be. There you go. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, their whole body is perineum. Wow. Like, like, so they have like sort of genitals under their chin. Yep. An asshole on top of their head. Yep. And, and then the, everything else. And but you have to go the other way. It's it's the distance away from the head mm. is the is the perineum. Yeah. Anyway, because I mean, I guess in a way, <laughs> on your body, the area between your asshole and your genitals also includes sort of up your belly, over your head, down your back. So the top yes. part of your body is kind <laughs> of a per- you know, is the is sort it's of the, all just I guess you... you could say the the, the perineum majora, okay, and uh, the perineum minora. Al- <laughs> <laughs> is the one in between your asshole and... Alistair, now hear me out on this one, right? <laughs> is it possible that all of life is like a perineum? So you... Because you come from a vagina, yeah. right? And then at the end, you're buried in a brown hole in the ground, <laughs> right? The grave is the asshole. You, and so your life is a perineum. It's, it, makes, it makes a lot of sense, Andy, that... That I don't know if I've ever seen sort of a um, an analogy that is more true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a good place to end. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, we, you know, Alistair, we do really appreciate it. And we really appreciate it. You know, your support means a huge amount even to just, us. Even just listening with your ears is a hugely uh, satisfying thing for us. Even if that's all you're doing yeah. is listening with your ears. If you, Even if you're not playing it via a speaker, gaffer tape to your perineum <laughs> and feeling it vibrate through your entire body, we'll, we're still happy. We're still happy for you to just listen with your mere human ears. Yeah. <laughs> mere ears. Mere um, ears. And uh, we were part of the uh, Planet Broadcasting, Broadcasting Network, and you've got a, a lot of bunch of great shows that you can go check out. Mm-hmm. We Weekly are Planet. on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, We're on Twitter. Well, I'm at Alistair TB. I'm at Stupid Old Andy, and we are at Two in Tank. We're also on Facebook if you want to find us, Two in a Thing Tank on Facebook. And you can check out Patreon. You can just just throw some money at us just because it'll be fun. That's really nice. Fun. You don't have to, but, you know, obviously it's fun. It's I think fun. it's fun. You know, throwing things at people is fun. Yeah. And given that you don't know us or where we live, you can't throw things at us in person, but, you know, mm. you can throw money at us on Look, Patreon. And if, and if enough if enough people throw money at us, I'll film myself throwing some money at Andy. Great. <laughs> and I'll put I'll push it put it up on the Patreon. <laughs> right? Maybe on the 100th episode, however much money that w- w- we get, I'll get that money in coins and throw it and at me. Throw it at Andy. <laughs> and uh, then I'll put that video up on the Patreon. So, um and people say know, they want rewards. <laughs> and uh let's uh thank George, George for, for, for producing and editing the show, mm-hmm. and um, 
and the Patreon money is, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to pay George. Yeah, we're, we're, we're already George. getting Patreon money, and we should be paying it to George. Are we paying it to George yet? We haven't got it. We haven't ex- t- taken it out yet. Oh, we haven't taken it out. Oh, well, then we got to do that. Yeah, we got to take it out. Great. We should probably well, I'm not cut sure. this out. I'm not, of I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure if it's been up for a month yet. So I don't know if we're if the money's matured. If we're getting the twenty dollars. Okay, or so people yet. who have so far donated money to us on Patreon, they still have a chance to take that money out as well. Look, if that's desperately what they want. If that's what you want I to do. I think that chance is always there and I love to. I, I love that I'm, we're leaving them with that freedom. Yeah. <laughs> so either give us money on Patreon or take away the money that you've already given us yeah. on Patreon. That's Just be you, aware that if you don't there. want. Yeah, if you don't want Andy to have money thrown at him. But it'll probably be an underhanded throw, but I think his reaction will be priceless. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we love... love. You. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.